Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I need to get over there and talk to them about the Victory Sundays. That needs to be a, a thing. We're going to make that happen. But until I get over there, I'm going to leave it to you guys to hold down the fort. Head over there this weekend before baseball on Friday, 2 o'clock, first pitch. You don't want to get that – you know, you need a little extra jolt of energy to get that cowbell ringing, to get those, those, those you know, deep-seated personal insults towards the opposing team flying. I know who you are out there in right field. I know what's going on. So I'm just saying, give yourself a boost. With stra- now, that being said, there are people giving themselves a boost out there in right field. And it's not necessarily from coffee. Lee Battle is not one of those. Lee Battle's straight and narrow. Sh- he's straight as a board. Yeah, and uh, we know there was he's a time nice in Lee Battle's life where he'd get out there with the best of them. But now he's taking a different path, and good for him. He's the doing making Central boy. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> but that said, Lee Battle, good friend of the program, always taking care of us out there in the uh, in left field. We got we we'll have to cook out again very very soon. Um, <clears throat> College Corner, you guys have seen the giveaway, $50 gift card. It's a simple retweet, guys. All you got to do is, re- is follow me, follow Robbie, and follow College Corner. A lot of you guys do that already, and you're going to get a $50 gift card. Please do not enter this contest if you do not plan to be in Starkville on Saturday. I will reach out to the winner on Saturday morning, let you know where we can meet up, and uh, you can grab those cards. And until then, those guys, don't forget Father's Day is just, I mean, it's just days away at this point. Make sure the people in your life know you want something brand new, maroon and white, and you want to get it from College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco says this, it's time for Mexican this weekend. No better way to celebrate a victory than with a great meal and do it at Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. That sounds like a great plan to me. Head over to University Drive. Check out some of those incredible Mexican specials they've got going there. Grab an ice cold local beer or or a delicious margarita on tap and enjoy yourself out there on the huge patio this weekend. Humble Taco is going to be buzzing just like the rest of Starkville. Make sure you are there. Let's talk some baseball. Let's talk about some buzz, some some reporting happening. I don't know if reporting is the right word. But some speculation, perhaps, over there on uh, 24-7. We've been talking about this pitching matchup all week and how Mississippi State would would attack it, how they would want to look at the rotation. And now there's a lot of smoke around the idea that Will Bednar might move into the Friday afternoon, I guess, as you will, slot and get this game won. I think you and I both agree that 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 is not what we expected, and I don't know that I agree with that decision. Yeah, I if don't that know. is the decision, I guess. Right, I, I don't know if if that's going to be the case, but if it is, I don't know if I understand it right now. And you know, it, the the reason I say that is because you know we talked a little bit about it. Um, I against Southern, if that was going to be your four, then I'm good throwing out Jackson Fristo or Cade right. Smith or someone whoever. Because, yeah, because you feel pretty good about that's like a midweek game almost, and, and I hate to say that because it's a regional ball game, but um, you know Southern has a losing record. But against Sanford, that is a much better team. But you've also beaten them in the midweek before, and you feel like you're going to be able to score some runs. They are a a, a team that's that's like I said, they're they're going to be able to score some runs too. But 
man, I don't know. I, I don't know about about pitching Will Bednar right away. The the thinking is throwing a right hander in this in this ball game, and I guess they want to get a guy that's going to go in there and kind of be able to command the ball game that you feel really good about. But here's my thing: if Mississippi State were to lose that first game with the Jackson Fristo or someone else on the mound, you know that you have for the next two ball games, mm-hmm. Christian McLeod and Will Bednar to keep the game, keep the the regional going. Right. If you lose in the middle games and you have you know Christian McLeod and that's and then you don't know what else is going to happen the rest of the uh, the rest of the regional, then Will Bednar's burnt. And yeah. I I just like the opportunity to throw Will Bednar on a po- on possibly a Sunday night or even a Saturday night with a chance to either win the regional or get you into the championship game. I, I like. I like to look at it like this. As a one seed, you expect to, to win every game you play because you're the better team. So what that gives you the opportunity is that Will Bednar is pitching the closeout game in this scenario, that, you, that he's pitching on Sunday to clinch the Super Regional, to clinch the Regional and the trip to the Super Regional. That's what I would do as the head coach. Now, I'm not getting paid a million dollars a year to do that, but I'm just saying, in my opinion, and if you can't, trust your number three or four starter to win in the first game against the four seed, then, then you're in real trouble. Yeah. And that's how I perceive it. How are you? How, how do you feel about game three in a Super Regional to go to Omaha? Right. At I that mean, point? And I guess if you if you tell me, okay, they're going to go with Houston Harding in that game three. Uh, okay. I can buy into that. Houston Harding has been very good all year long. I do like him a little bit better coming out of the bullpen. I think, he, 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 I think he's more comfortable in that role. But if you want to go that way, or if you even want to go with somebody else as an opener, sort of play the Trevor Fitz role, and then go to Harding, that's fine. And I, I'm not saying that this decision, you know, puts MSU behind the eight ball or anything. It's just an unusual decision. Especially, you know, when you consider that Bednar has not been the frontline guy the whole year. Now, I understand the think, the thought process. If you look at the Samford batting order, it's very right-handed heavy. You probably don't want to have a left-hander out there against them. But at the same time, I mean, this is Samford. It's a team that you beat in the midweek 10-2 playing Johnny Holstaff with. I feel like th- this is classic overthinking. Yeah, let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. I mean, you don't you don't feel good about it. you don't feel a hundred percent about any of these pitchers. I don't feel a hundred percent about Will Bednar. Right. To be honest with you, he's had some inconsistent here, moments. Here's his last three home games, and I, we I feel like maybe we're beating that to death. Maybe we're thinking too much about it, but it just seems like there's something about playing at home that's not resignating for some reason with Will Bednar, Will Bednar and Christian McLeod. He had the, the five innings against Arkansas to start SEC play. Six hits, five runs. Kentucky was his best game. Six innings, three hits, two runs, ten strikeouts. And then Ole Miss lasted three innings. Gave up seven hits, six runs, walked a couple of guys, struck out four guys. Texas A&M, second worst team, second or third worst team in the league. He only got five innings in that game because he threw 98, 98 pitches or whatever in five innings. That was one of his better games, but his pitch count was elevated. Right. Missouri, five innings, seven hits, three runs. Yeah. He hasn't been able to get you a whole lot mm-hmm. um, at home. So, you know, I don't know. I guess what if, th- if this is going to be the case, and we'll probably find out later on Thursday – from from Chris Lamonis, I, I imagine he's probably going to announce a starting pitcher uh, on Thursday morning. 
if that is the thinking, he's thinking I'm going up against this right-handed heavy lineup, and I want my best right-handed pitcher mm-hmm. to to go up against them, so we can get off to a good start and then piece it together from there. Is there something to the idea that that McLeod has started mainly night games? I don't know. It could be. I mean, you're, if you're in the winners bracket, you're playing seven o'clock on Saturday. I mean, Will Bednar has not been great during the day. He, the only night game I remember Bednar pitching is against Vanderbilt, which was one of his better starts. He pitched. A, he pitched a night game against LSU. Was that a night uh, game? Yeah. The game. The the, the Kentucky yeah, game was, was kind of twilight. It was. Some yeah. of these games have been sun sort of, going down, which yeah. I feel like. He might he I think he's better mm-hmm. when the sun's going down. It's hard when to pick the up the sun goes oh, down. God. He'll be dealing when the sun oh. goes No? No. Joel would have been all over that. Some of the I appreciate you not liking that song that much. <clears throat> Some of his worst games I feel like have been during the day. Maybe Arkansas. I mean he's Ole Miss was during the day. Yeah. He got he got shelled. Tennessee, he, he was just okay out of the bullpen, which I, I'm not I'm, I'm not, not counting put, that at all because yeah. He was – you just brought him out, cold out of the bullpen, and for a starter to come out of the bullpen like that is tough. If, if, we, if we could go back a week, if against Florida, Brandon Smith – let's say he still takes a loss, but he throws four solid innings, gives up a couple of runs, few hits, but he's, he's overall – he's not he's solid. He's not, he didn't get shelled the way he did. There's no question he's starting this game, right? Yes, absolutely. If he comes into that ball game and he gives you the first time to the order – like a really solid showing, maybe one run or something, mm-hmm. he's starting. But that's the problem. We we have not been able to see a single person step into that number three role and lock it down. And that's it's kind of screwed up everything because if Houston Harding was doing what he did in midweek on the weekends and was your Sunday starter and could give you four good innings, mm-hmm. then you feel really good about him. You could put him out there on yeah. Friday afternoon – against Sanford and feel really good. I mean, I would feel good about him going up against that lineup today. Well, that's, it, who, that's who drew the start in the midweek and yeah. pitched really well. And, and I guess the thinking is, um, you know, they want, they want to have him out of the bullpen mm-hmm. or something. And also, it, it just seems like the, well, from, it feels from like. what the rumblings that we're hearing behind the scenes, it, it just feels like they really want to go with a right-hander. That, that, and you talk about having Houston Harding. I think you, if you're going to start Bednar, you have to keep Houston Harding available for Sunday. Absolutely. So that's your best closeout option yes. at that point. And, and listen, folks, State's been in way worse shape pitching. Oh, yeah. And, and won regionals yeah. when they dug themselves in a hole. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not particularly like just really worried about this. Because it's still a manageable – I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like Mississippi State is still going to have to score a lot of runs this weekend. Like, I feel like the – I don't think pitching to me is going to be the 100%, you know, end-all, be-all. I feel like they're going to have to score some runs because I think these teams will be able to score a little bit. I think I think the offense is going to be the, the biggest thing this weekend. But you need good starts. You need these guys to come out and get you, you know, through the order two or three times – and get it to the bullpen. The bullpen needs to be good. I feel like what you just said has been sort of the overrated, or on the, I'm sorry, the under the radar point. We've been focused so much on pitching, is that we've forgotten that offensively this team has struggled a lot at times. Now Sanford's a team they scored ten runs against. Uh, both VCU and, and and Campbell aren't the best pitching teams in the world. Quick think, thought about Campbell, by the way. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Obviously, they're a pretty good hitting team. They're hitting over 300 as a team. They've got a guy hitting over 400 with double-digit home runs. But they have stolen 92 bases on the season. 
That's incredible. They, they've attempted 120 steals, and they've stolen 92. That is an inter- If State and Campbell match up, that's an interesting sort of game within the game of that attack versus Logan Tanner and his ability to throw runners out. Yeah, so, and, and lately there's been something off with him. Have you noticed this? I don't yeah. know what's going I don't know if he's getting tired. I mean, the guy's caught almost hit, every single game this hit year. His, his throws have not been as good in the past few weeks. But I, you know what? That goes for everything Mississippi State. They're not playing Two well. of the last three weeks, they've played very poorly, and Logan Tanner's play has just been reflective of that. So he had a he had a decent series against Alabama, just like everybody else did. Yeah. So all in all in this, you know, we'll see what happens. But I think you're right. I think it doesn't really matter who you throw on Friday. If you score 10 runs, you're going to win. Right. If you're Mississippi State. Yeah. 10 runs is enough to win. If you repeat the offensive performance you had against Samford, and their pitcher is not – a true ace. He's a guy. You know his ERA is high. He, he's not. Uh, uh, you know he's not. He's state's not facing the same kind of guy that even Ole Miss is facing uh, up there with Semo, who's a guy who looks like he could be a you know a top he's got ten true, round. He's a true ace. Yeah, he, he's an actual ace pitcher. This is not the case for Mississippi State. So it feels like if you just slug your way to victory in game one, and you, but but the problem with that is to me is it, it it does put up the opportunity for you to go through some bullpen arms. Yeah, I, I, I would say this. It's imperative not to use Landon Sims on Friday. Can't yeah. can't use him. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think you need him probably on Saturday. Saturday and then again on Sunday probably. But I mean, like, like these guys have a six over six earn run average as a team. Like this could be wild at the end of this regional. If this thing gets to like Monday night for like a like a oh final, gosh like the the arms in those games. This could be this would yeah, be crazy. Let's, let's play out. Sort of an odd scenario of state having to go to Monday somehow. How would that be? It just depends on what happens in Game Three. So, in Game so, Three, I would I think they'd probably throw Jackson Fristo uh-huh. with Houston Harding behind him. You got you're going to keep Harding for when we can win the regional. Yes. So, gosh, so you throw Fristo. In well, game. they will do anything if if they lose a middle game. Yeah, they're going to do anything to win on Sunday. Right. So they'll pitch whoever they have to, and right. then Monday would be you just figure it out. Uh, you don't. You're not going to save anybody. You're yeah. not going to. I mean, if they if they get to Sunday and they've lost a game and they're going to have to win a game to stay alive, they're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, if it gets to like if you're playing this thing out like it has you know in the past where State loses the first game they play, and they have to fight all the way back through the the losers bracket. It could be it could get pretty crazy, but it could get crazy think, for I'm all these to think teams. Who State would start in a potential game five. It would it would have to be Kate that's where Smith. Kate Smith comes in. Maybe Parker Stanett. Yeah, gosh, it was. I, I mean, you're, you're, it would really, be bad. It would be bad. But at the same time, you know, you've you, you got more than the other guys do at that point. You know, it, you know, it, gosh, on Monday you almost try, you would almost be looking at. How many pitches did Bednar throw on Friday? Yeah, see if he threw like, go back out. like seventy pitches. That's the best case scenario for Mississippi State is that Bednar is just sharp and can get through six innings and seventy pitches. I'm just surprised this year, I guess, at some of these. You know, all we talked about is how many arms people are going to have. They haven't been as good as you, you think. I was thinking State was going to have like an earn run average under three runs. Yeah, they were going to everybody that threw out there was going to be throwing ninety five, and they were just going to be shutting teams down. It would be they, three they have two. a lot of arm talent, but it hasn't pitched well. 
No. It, I, I mean, you've had a bunch of guys who throw 95-plus, but that doesn't do any good if you don't throw strikes. And I don't know if it's, you know, there's so many guys they've had to stagger who they pitch. We and sort they of left the guy out, haven't we? Would they go to Sarantola? How much faith would you Could have? Could you imagine to... Game 5 of a regional and Sarantola strides out there? Oh. I mean, from a, again, from an arm talent standpoint, he's the best of the bunch. Even better than Landon Sims. Yeah, you know, those, those batters haven't seen... Much that would be that like would that. be a heck of a story. I tell you that. And here, here's here's something that I am going to be monitoring this weekend. I'm really interested in these these teams have hit a lot of home runs, especially Campbell. Yeah, they have three guys over double digits. How many teams have they seen like Mississippi State that has guys None. that can run it up to ninety five? Cam- you know, Campbell are they going to be able to catch up to the fastball? Yeah. So are we going to be seeing a lot of strikeouts? I Campbell I has played North Carolina State, North Carolina, and Duke, so they've seen some. Arm talent. There's no question. Those three teams have pitching. Uh, VCU has a win over Virginia. Virginia has some pitching. There's no question about that. But the sheer number of guys, I mean, State State legitimately has 10 to 12 guys they can throw out there that are going to hit 94 or above. Right. They just, they just do. State should feel that this is a point of that, that I made on the board last week when people were talking about how high you know these teams' RPIs were yeah. and all that stuff. It still is a very good draw because these these team none of these teams right. routinely play Power Five teams. I mean, you, there's no substitute for that. And I, I know it's baseball and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not try, trying to say that state should just cakewalk this regional, but Mississippi State has the talent that they should be able to go three and zero in this regional and take care of business. Right. If this team is going to be a team that can make a run to the national championship, like people expect them to do, and expect them coming in the season. They should roll these teams. I'm, yeah. I'm just being honest with you. I feel like this we've is, talked this is, ourselves into being cautious. Like yeah. If, if, if they it had happens every year. If they had announced the field on Monday and play, started playing games Monday night, everybody would be like, ah, State's going to roll through these guys. But every day we think about it, it becomes more of, well, this could go wrong. And you throw you combine that with State's play in the SEC tournament and the play against Missouri, and, and you understand why there's some trepidation. Well, it was but, like this in 2019, too. I mean, other than Southern – Central Michigan had one of the best records in baseball. They were hot, and Miami's Miami. Miami, Miami has really talented players, and yeah. State had not played well, so people were really worried had about what was going to happen. Just got unruled in the SEC tournament. That That's was right. how they, they finished their. They SEC lost tournament. three out of their last four games. Yeah. Which State lost five out of uh, eight mm-hmm. this year. So it, it, State fans are like that. I mean, State fans yeah. are always looking for, you know, when it gets when it gets closer and closer to the game time, you're always looking for something bad to happen. Right. You know, and at the end of the day, this team is more talented than all three of these teams. If they are to do what everybody expects them to do, they've got to come out here and impose their will on these three ball clubs. That that's just the bottom line. I mean, you have you're running out guys that are that are sitting ninety two to ninety five routinely. You have, you know, a, a plethora of talent in the bullpen and you have some talented guys in this lineup, at some point State has to come out and say, you know what, we're in the freaking SEC. This is our home field. We're going to dominate this regional. So it's up to them. It's up to them to come out and, and just command the ball game. And I'm going to be surprised if they don't. I, I agree with you 100%. But that said, it is baseball. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's move on over to football. Our first SEC opponent preview. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. 
friend of mine uh, sent me a picture uh, today of some beef ribs he had done from Welcome Home Beef Said He had never done beef ribs before, but he would be doing beef ribs again after trying what Welcome Home Beef sold him. And it's like that all the time. I, I, I can't tell you guys enough. I've been, you know, ever since they've started doing business with us here on Thunder and Lightning, I've, you've seen the pictures. Some of you guys, some of the people sitting in this room have tasted the food. It is fantastic, and it can be like that for you. All you've got to do is give them a call at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Always happy to help you out with some special orders. Always happy to give you advice on how to cook. They've got everything you need under one roof. Call them today. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers smoked meats over in the heart of the Cotton District. I talked about buzzing. The Starville going to be buzzing this weekend. No place in Starville might be buzzing more than Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That's always great. Two o'clock first pitch means that you can be at Two Brothers in time for dinner and enjoy some smoked wings, some pork rind nachos, some barbecue tacos, and a burger. All of that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you to enjoy all of that. Get it all. One trip. Eat it up. You won't. You won't be sad. I promise you. At the end of that. And bad I was pa- sad today. Why are you sad? Because I I was not able to eat at Two Brothers. Were you supposed to go eat at Two Brothers? Yes, that was going to be my birthday lunch. Well, what happened? Tell tell me the story. It's closed. Close. It's closed today. They said they had some kind of a uh, uh, machine malfunction. No. Yes. Oh. I was looking. I had been. My mouth was watering for the smoked wings all morning. Goodness. My wife and I were walking up to the door. It's like. It's and like, the, there was a sign on the door that said closed, and I, I almost collapsed. It's like that street. episode of Parkinson Wreck where Ron Swanson finds out the steakhouse is closed. You're like kicking on the door. Same thing. What do they do with the barbecue that's still in there? <laughs> I mean, I'll eat the scraps. Don't worry. They'll get it fixed. You'll, you'll be eating there soon enough. Oh, I have faith. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. How old are you? 32. Oof. Just getting, just getting I'm worse what, 10 every 10 years behind you? 10. I wish. You're 13, buddy. Really? Yeah. Dang. I'm old getting man. up there, man. I'm an old man. Anyway, Two Brothers Smoke Meats, heart of the Cotton District. Don't miss out on that this weekend. Advantage Business Systems doesn't want you to miss out either on the profits that your business could be accumulating if they, you are doing work with them. Check and see what they've got to offer you. A huge selection of products and services that will keep your business running efficiently, backed up with the kind of customer service you expect from your Mississippi neighbors. That's what Advantage Business Systems is at its heart, a local business doing business with their neighbors. Call them today and find out how you can put them to work for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Man, it's hard to believe we're already here for our some SEC opponent previews, and Robbie has made the pick. We are going with the Arkansas Razorbacks to start us off. Probably the biggest surprise, positive surprise anyway, of the 2020 season was was the play of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Sam Pittman, I, mean, I, I think I speak for myself, but I think I probably speak for almost everybody in, who is in college football media when I say we all vastly underestimated this guy. We thought he was, you know, we thought that basically he was Ed Orgeron light. That they were that they were trying to capture that same sort of lightning in a bottle, but they they did it. They they built a strong staff around him. Kendall Browse, an outstanding play caller. We all saw what kind of defenses Barry Odom can draw up, and Pittman motivated his guys. I think part of it, Robbie, is Chad Morris is one of the worst head football coaches in America. I wouldn't let that guy coach a little league team, but Sam Pittman got the job done. What in year two of Sam Pittman for you is realistic expectation? Is it time to go six and six and get back to a bowl? Absolutely. You won three conference games last year when you were expected to win zero. Uh, so uh, you have to start thinking, okay, we won three conference games. We need to start 
taking a big step this year. And, you know, big step isn't necessarily eight wins, but right. you need to get back to a bowl game because this team hasn't been there right. in so long. And you, you started to get the fan base on board a little bit. I mean, that was a fan base that was just completely disinterested for several years because of how terrible Chad Morris was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that guy does in a interview situation. Mm-hmm. But great interviewer, unbelievable. I, I mean, it, him and Peter Sermon have to be like <laughs> sitting around smoking can you a cigar. A just can you imagine a football team coached by Chad Morris with Peter Sermon as the defensive coordinator? Ooh, that would be really something to watch. <laughs> Chad Morris has the reverse Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to crap. And, and here's what I always said about him: like we're judging. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, he's a great offensive mind. He's a great coach." We're judging all this based on the fact that he won, like, 30% of his games at SMU. Yeah. And, what have we seen? Uh, well, he's a coaching legend in Texas. Yeah. Okay, well, that's high school football. And Which is, which is what he's doing right now. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not even – he and, was at Auburn for one year. He, he was great at Clemson when they had Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I yeah. could coach I that could offense. I could coach that offense. So. Four verticals. And if somebody blitzes, you just Take run up off. the middle. And then, you know – you, you mentioned there's something similar to, to Arkansas to the first couple years of Mullen. Now I don't know that they're going to have the same kind of jump in year two, but in a regular year last year, Arkansas is a six and six team and going to a bowl game. All right, they would have won three non-conference games, uh, and and they would have finished six and six. And they so, got screwed in a, in a few games. Oh, they, they got screwed by by Auburn. Okay, no question so about it. in LSU, they 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 probably could have won that ball game. Mm-hmm. They could have won the Missouri game. Mm-hmm. That's three ball games right there that they should have won. Yeah. You're talking about a six-win team in the SEC. They would have been six and four, and that they would have been against, in like the Citrus Bowl. And they had, if you remember, when when the SEC announced their schedules, mm-hmm. they were the ones. Everybody was like, "What in the world?" They're going to win ten, and they could have been six and four. Yeah, and their season basically turned here in Starkville. They could have been. Uh, who was it? It was Bama. A and M. They could have been third in the A. Third in the, the S. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. When that's you great think about coaching. That. That's great coaching. So let's look at this schedule here, Robbie, and let's try to get an idea of what they're going to be. Can they get to that six and six? So we'll start with uh, the three non-conference games. These are all played at home, but there is a tough one in here. I think we'll both say they're going to beat Rice, and then the the where's Tyler Horka? Get him on the phone. Texas is back. They head to Arkansas for a. a Old school Southwest Conference matchup. From a college football fan perspective, I'm totally in on this. I would love to watch it. State will be playing at the same time. The color scheme is going to look awesome. The jerseys, oh, the the all the, white Texas. That's right. The burnt orange with the with the well, yeah. What is it? What is the crimson or it's almost red. reddish? Yeah, I don't know that they call it anything but red. It's going to look awesome. It looks, it's going to look sharp. I need that game to be on ABC. Oh no way! That's that's an ESPN. Well, I don't know Texas. That could be on Fox. It could be. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's an SEC home game, though. It'll probably be on some, some SEC network. Um, I'll take the Longhorns here. Yeah. It's, but I'm not Upset's ready. not out of the probability. I'm not ready just yet because no. I don't know what they're going to be doing. Texas is coming into this game 0-1-1, too, just for the record. Who are they playing first? Louisiana Lafayette. Ooh. Billy Napier is going to show them up. We'll see. I, I'm telling you. All right. We'll see. So we'll have them two and one then, I think, right? Because we'll have them beating Georgia Southern. Yep. And then they go to, to Jerry World for the team that they simply cannot beat, and that's Texas A&M. They can't beat them, but they're always in position. The games are always entertaining. Even when Chad Morris was there, the games were entertaining. 
So I, you know, I, I'm it's not gonna happen eventually. I wouldn't pick them. No, but it's always they're always there. They're yeah. always like right in the mix. Yeah. So there's a chance I would pick Texas A&M right now. Yes. So we'll both say two and two, which is again, if we're trying to get to six and six, fine. fine. You're fine. And then two and three. Yes, they're losing to Georgia. They're, they're at Georgia, and then this is sort of the swing game for them. They travel to Oxford on October the 9th. They've had such great success against Ole Miss. I think they've won five of the last six, something like that. Bielema, I don't. Bielema only just, lost to them once, and that was Bert, his last Bert year. Burt just ripped their hearts out. I guess they lost two. No, it's not five of the last six. It's not gonna be right because uh, Chad Morris would not have beaten them. But, yeah, he he lost to them when they just absolutely couldn't beat anybody. And then. Uh, last year, of course, the crazy game in Fayetteville with Corral throwing six picks and two pick sixes. Arkansas wins that game. <sighs> this game's always drunk. It is, that's and the word, yeah. They've replaced Vandy as the team that just so, just has the the has lower level team that has bit. Ole Miss's number. And so it's hard to pick Ole Miss in this game because Ole Miss just just goes I don't know haywire. what Ole Miss is defensively in this game. I don't know what they are defensively. I'm gonna pick Ole Miss. Just because I think in a shootout they've got more weapons. Having, well, you say that last year they did. I, I said that, but I don't think Corral throws six picks again either. You never know. I could no. be wrong. Barry Odom Barry is a guy Odom who can great. scheme. I, who, Today I take Ole Miss. We haven't even discussed this. Who is Arkansas's quarterback? I don't know the answer to that question. So that that's why that's why I can't pick them in this game because I don't think Corral is just going to go crazy. And ha- because if he wouldn't have thrown six interceptions, if he threw like three picks, they probably win that ball game. I mean, right they now ran they, too, right too now they list KJ Jefferson, and I don't trust him. Great athlete, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't trust know. him. And he's got good receivers with Traylon Burks around him, and, and you know he's got some players around him. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not pick. I'm gonna pick Ole Miss in that. Okay, game. so two and three or two and four, they need to get back on track. Arkans- Auburn comes to Arkansas on the sixteenth. One thing you need to, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you're familiar with it from being my friend all these years, but my brand is hating Auburn. I am always down on Auburn. Auburn should have Pre-season. lost this game of last year. I have no faith in Bo Nix whatsoever. I don't know that he's even going to be the starting quarterback, but I don't think TJ Finley is this Mm-mm. godsend either. I'm going to call for the upset here. and I think it would be an upset. I'm going to say Arkansas wins this game. Homecoming, too. Is wow. that homecoming for the Hogs? Yeah. Wow. Why would they do that? The next week they're playing Pine Bluff. That should be homecoming. Uh, I don't know. All right. I'm yeah, going to take the Hawks. I, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to take Arkansas in this game too. I, so, I just I, you know, they almost beat them last year. Yeah. They should have beat them. They, they should have beat them. They got screwed. Yeah, so let's go with the Hawks here. All right. Three wins. So back to four then. So they're four and four. Again, we are right on pace for everything we need to have. That's after. three. That's three wins, right? Cuz the next week they play Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, okay. You're we're skipping gonna, over. We're skipping ahead. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Then they go into November, and that's where their season's going to be made. They don't have a non-conference game. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Yeah, you know, it's so hard to tell if if Arkansas was just passing Mississippi State last year or if that was just a fluke with State not knowing how to deal with the, the drop eight. They had that, and Kylan Hill got injured in that game. I think everything on that first possession when K.J. Costello – first Kylan Hill got hurt, and then uh-huh. Costello Throws threw the pick – I think everything just state just freaked. And and, Leach, and they still Leach had a chance not, the entire game. did not game. have his best coaching game in that game. No. He but the, the entire game we just kept saying, okay. Had a chance to kick two field goals to just I mean just to get the game yep. get some momentum going. Had the uh the fourth and two where you decide to throw the pass. 
Uh, you had the fumbled punt by Jaden Wally in the fourth quarter. There, just everything, like you said, everything went wrong. Um, I think State is a better team than Arkansas. Playing at Arkansas will be tricky. Yeah. Um, as we sit Fayetteville's today, Fayetteville's been tough to win there. As we sit here today, just on November. Oh, I'm sorry, on, on June second. Uh, I think I'm going to pick Arkansas. Yeah. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith right now in State winning those games just yet. Yeah. i got to see what I got to see the first month of the yeah. season. So. Yeah, I'll go with Arkansas, too. That's five wins. Five, so we're at five. All they got to do is get one more win to go to a bowl game here. Can they beat LSU? That's at LSU. I don't think they're going to win. That's a tough one. I don't, I don't think they're going to win, win Tiger Stadium. One. And they'll I, get beat by 50 points against Alabama. So they're going to be five and six playing their last game against Missouri. In they, Fayetteville. They get the win there to go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. Six there and you go. Six. That is a tremendous season for Arkansas. And now you're poised next year to maybe pump, gump up a couple game, games to 8-4, and four, and you're, then you're back in the mix. Then you're just right back where you were almost where when Houston – or not Houston, not, uh, when Bobby Petrino left. I don't think you're going to be that elite level, yeah. but you're getting there. They don't have that, you know, dynamic – Right. Like, I, I think I – think Browse is a great well, play a caller, but yeah, they they don't have you know Bobby Petrino was such a great offensive mind, and then he had Ryan Mallett who was a I mean the only thing that screwed arm. up the only thing that screwed him up was himself and his well, decisions off the field. <laughs> Some, something else screwed him up, which remains undefeated. But right, it is what it is. On that um, side. so you know, I, I think that they're moving in a indefinitely in a positive direction. All right, uh, so. Uh, this is going to be a good step for them if they can get to six wins. And how many SEC wins is that? Three, three or four? That well, we had them three and one, so they'd be three and five. Okay, same amount of wins as you had last year, but but I mean that's that, that was good a 10, wins. That was you're, a you're beating Mississippi schedule. State, Missouri, and Auburn. That's yeah. I mean you're not beating up on Vanderbilt and South Carolina here. No, you'll take it. Yeah, that, that's, and, that's and a you know great that, season for Arkansas. They have not recruited really well, but last year top twenty-five class. Um, it looks like they're. They're going to recruit a pretty solid class this year. Yeah, they they should be. They're able, moving in the right direction. Yeah, that you know with that that's kind of Sam Pittman's thing is recruiting, and he's yeah, gotten, yeah, yeah. He's gotten people around him that can recruit, and Arkansas has some nice facilities. They got some money in that program. They just haven't had the coaching for quite some time. Yeah. So. Got All a right. chance. Got All a right. chance to start moving in the right direction here. Put us down for six and six, both of us for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Who are we looking at next week? Pick a team from the East. Uh, Kentucky. All right, we'll talk about the Kentucky Wildcats next Thursday here on Thunder and Lightning. Tomorrow's show, full regional preview. We should have the pitching rotation uh, in hand by then, and we'll get everything set for the first weekend of postseason baseball here in Starkville. Guys, have a great weekend. Or, sorry, great Thursday. Back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.